Hear elevated conversation on crucial issues. Boyd Matheson on Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. As always, I am Boyd Matheson. And one of the things that we have talked about regularly and in depth on this show is dealing with those that are in the various aspects of homelessness or being unsheltered or being on the street. And there's a wide range of people and circumstances that lead somebody there. And the paths to get out are not singular. And uh, really grateful to have joining us on the program today, Randy Shumway is in studio today. He's the founder and chairman of the Cicero Group, of course, treasurer of Utah's Impact Partnership and co-chair of the Utah Homeless Council, uh, has had a series of op-eds uh, at Deseret.com that have been really powerful. And uh, Randy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, this is a crucial conversation. It's one that I think, uh, to be honest, for decades, I think we've done poorly. Uh, I think we tried to mask it with money for a while, and uh, cash flow covers a multitude of sins, as you know from your business experience, uh, but often doesn't produce the right kind of results. And you're really helping to lead a conversation around some principles and ideas uh, to say, let's let's have this conversation a little different. Explain that for us. Well, municipalities all over the country are grappling with this human crisis yeah. referred to as homelessness. And the reality is we spent billions of dollars as a country. Yeah. And yet, as just one example, chronic homelessness has grown 60% mm. in the last five years. So what we're doing is working in some circumstances, but not in all. And so the thesis of the the, the five columns was that we've got to do a better job of diagnosing what the mm. true root problems are. Yeah. Yeah. And getting to that, I think, is so important. And I love the fact that you call this a human crisis. Uh, I think for far too long, we have looked at those on the street as liabilities to be managed rather than as human assets, fellow travelers on planet Earth uh, with infinite potential. And I think that's part of what your message is, is that we need to treat all of these people in all those individual circumstances like they are fellow travelers with us. Human dignity. That's mm. the focus of the columns. Yeah, absolutely. And so unpack that for us in terms of uh, again, getting past this monolithic bucket of one size fits all, how should we be having that conversation? Boyd, before we jumped on air, you and I were talking about the challenge we have with calling it homelessness. Yeah, um, and the reality is that that is a that that's a symptom. Yeah, but not the root problem. And we treat everyone who's experiencing homelessness similarly mm. uh, with similar solutions. The reality is that those that are experiencing situational homelessness, oftentimes their challenges are economic, mm -hmm. it's jobs, it's education, it's yeah. housing. But for those experiencing chronic homelessness, mm. which is much more painful and much more difficult for society to help solve, yeah. um, their their root challenge is trauma mm. with, with multiple symptoms, but, but pretty consistently too. Yeah. And that's mental and behavioral health disabilities, as well as some substance use disorder. Yeah. And so let's, I want to break those two things down because I, I, we were, as we were, you mentioned, we were talking before we came on the air. Uh, and if you were taking a thousand dollars to someone who's in that interim space of homelessness, maybe because of a job loss or a divorce or something uh, that way, 
uh, that's very different than throwing a thousand dollars at someone who's either got a, a substance abuse issue or a mental disorder. Just kind of walk us through that. Well, uh, oftentimes we refer to evidence-based practices, mm-hmm. uh, and and there are a number of practices that work for different subpopulations, yeah. but actually make the problems worse mm-hmm. for other subpopulations. Yeah. And then we spend a lot of money and and say, well, how's the problem worse? And the problem's worse. Because for an individual, as, as you just highlighted, for whom there's a disruption in life, they were just evicted, they're, they're, they're up over their skis economically, mm-hmm. the evidence is pretty compelling. You give them $1,000, and that can be catalytic in helping them get back on their back feet. But you give somebody who's chronically homeless, mm-hmm. somebody who is navigating substance use disorder, somebody who's struggling with mental and behavioral health mm-hmm. disabilities, $1,000. And you very well may be making their root problems much, much more difficult. Mm, yeah, so so important. So let's go through some of these pillars and some of these things that you uh, point out in these uh, Deseret.com pieces. And we'll post all of these uh, so you can follow along with those. Uh, but let's look at some of those those guiding principles in terms of, uh, you mentioned some of the, the research-based, kind of the best practices component. Um, there's also this uh, accountability process that often gets lost. Intentions are always great. Uh, but if we're not measuring what the outcomes are, uh, it gets pretty messy pretty fast. I, I've worked um, intimately with individuals that are that are navigating homelessness and other difficulties for, for a few decades now. And I have never interacted with someone who's helping this vulnerable population mm. who isn't very well-intentioned. Yeah. Good intentions don't always equate to good outcomes. Yeah. Uh, so I would say at its core, we need an underlying change in philosophy mm. surrounding elevated expectations. Mm. Society helps its most vulnerable by elevating our objectives to increase that self-sufficiency and, mm. and accountability. We do this by looking someone in the eye and telling them we love them, we believe in them, and while we know they have lost hope, we haven't. Mm. We aren't giving up on you. Yeah. And we're going to bring the resources to bear to help you heal. But you've got to do your part too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That uh, that self-reliance, the behavioral component to that, I think is uh, is such a vital part of that discussion. And again, uh, it, it often gets lost uh, in in the good intentions category that you've you got to have people invested in it. They've got to buy in. There's behavioral issues, uh, not just uh, asset problems. There's behavioral problems that, that have to be worked through. Uh, and I think getting to that stage of it, I think, is is such a different conversation. Uh, and so as, as you look at how we march that all forward, uh, what are some of the things that we should be looking for or each of our roles in all of this as we try to figure out how can we provide those resources where the resources are necessary? How do we make sure we're having some accountability, that self-reliance component, uh, so that we can get to the results that you're talking about? I, I'll, I'll begin by suggesting this is a very complex problem. So there is not... Uh, a simple solution. There's no silver bullet. Yeah. Uh, there's there's no solution that rules them all. Yeah. Um, um, but let me give a few ideas. Uh, number one, for our chronically homeless, mm. uh, we need a know them by name mm. system that. that is 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 weaved 
with a individualized comprehensive care plan mm. that helps an individual improve along the continuum of care. Uh, and this, this system not only helps the individual, but it allows policymakers to know what's working and what's not working. Yeah. So that we're much smarter with our limited resources. Yeah. It, there's that. so many benefits to, to a no by name system. Second, we, we, we have tried to bricks and mortar our way out of this and mm-hmm. meaning building shelter and yeah. we need shelter. No, we question. need it yeah. for the, for the safety and for the consistency that helps a person start to heal but yeah. let's be clear that's an activity an important activity yeah. but an activity we we also need mental and behavioral health care mm-hmm. and substance use disorder support right so that we're getting really to the to the to the root problem third we need more people mm. now, wh- what i'm excited about is the degree to which the university of utah uh, slick um uh, the licensing agency here in the state of utah are working in real close collaboration mm. to help bring significantly more trained, prepared clinical behavioral health specialists to bear Love it. really quickly. Yeah. And, and then the last is we need criminal justice reform. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's uh, things like we need to allow for civil commitment. Uh, we need sequential intercept and diversion models that are, that are, that are really helping us bring the support needed uh, for the for the right problems but uh, lastly Boyd we we actually in criminal justice reform if you're committing crime you have to stop yeah uh, not only for the safety of the general public but for the particularly for the safety of of our most vulnerable yeah. uh, those that were most we, we, we have the greatest responsibility to help. Yeah, no question. Randy Shumway, great conversation. Just the beginning of the beginning of this. We're going to stay with it. Lots to dis- discuss and get to. But Randy, thanks so much for your perspective today. That wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources. We'll be right back. KSL FM Midvale. KSL Salt Lake City. From the KSL Common Spirit Health Studios, this is KSL News Radio. Utah's news, traffic, and weather station.